Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Thursday, February 1st. It is seven minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And we are so proud. We've made national news. Oh, how exciting. Fox News has picked up the story. The New York Post has picked up the story. And of course, we're talking about Indiana rep Jim Lucas. He showed some high school students his gun during a 10 minute uh, conversation yesterday. Uh, It was a Moms Demand Action Advocate. Day at the State House, and uh, students were there chaperoned, and they said that they felt threatened after Jim Lucas opened his coat and flashed his handgun, which he was carrying in the State House. Okay, so there's so many tentacles of this, and this guy is a goof and a joke and an embarrassment, and he has just the worst judgment of any person imaginable, and it is ridiculously scary that this guy is making policy for 7 million people. So we'll get into all this. Okay, so here, you know, here's, and you described, I think, in pretty good detail. There's this anti-gun group or, anti, you know, gun concern group or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It's at the state house. It's a bunch of kids. I think it's a spinoff of Moms Demand Action. And he's on the elevator and he engages in some sort of, he being Lucas, engages in, the reporting said, some sort of conversation with them. Mm-hmm. So they get off the elevator, they go out in the hall and they start talking about gun control, et cetera. And at some point in this conversation, he opens his jacket. You can see it for yourself. There's video of it. It's not a he said, she said. There's video of it. And he flashes his weapon to these kids. Now, I have many issues with this. First of all, 2A superhero Jim Lucas, of all people, should know that the purpose of conceal carry, and Tony talked about this this morning. He was much nicer than I'm going to be about it. But the purpose of conceal carry, the first word in that is conceal. Mm -hmm. You're no longer conceal carry when you're flashing your weapon at a bunch of kids who you know are going to be adversarial to you. Yeah. So that's the first part of this. It's just the horrific judgment to engage these people and then be a big tough guy and flash your weapon at him. Here's my biggest concern with all of this. It's not that Jim Lucas has a weapon in the state house. It's that Jim Lucas, who has a criminal record, because don't forget, Jim Lucas is the guy who not all that long ago drove drunk, blew through a barricade, fled the scene, and pled guilty to those things. It's not, that's Rob Kendall's interpretation. That's what he admitted happened. And then of course, on body cam he gets cute with the cops and is trying to deceive the cops when they're trying to track him down because don't forget he hit his automobile and was trying to get away get away with all of this um jim lucas who has a criminal record is allowed to not only carry a weapon in the state house but he's allowed to flash that weapon Mm -hmm. at a bunch of kids and me and you Mm -hmm. and kev Mm -hmm. who have no criminal record Mm -hmm. if we did that We would be spending a lengthy stay in the Marion County detention facility and there would be charges pressed against us and we would be in a whole heap and a whole world of trouble. But because Jim Lucas writes the laws and people like Jim Lucas only care about themselves, 
They write the law so that he can do that with no ramification whatsoever. The guy with the criminal record can flash the weapon at a bunch of kids, but you or I, we can't even carry a weapon into the state house. That to me is the bigger story of how it's the exact same thing that happened in 2020 with the masking, Casey, where these guys in the legislature came in for org day in November and immediately, while everybody else is still facing potential criminal penalties and you can be you know, evicted from businesses and everything else, they exempt themselves mm-hmm. from the mask mandate and force everybody else in the state house to wear a mask. This stuff happens over and over and over again. The, the story to me is not whether Jim Lucas has terrible judgment. He does. It's not whether Jim Lucas is a complete buffoon. He is. It's not whether Jim Lucas should be lording over other people and making choices for other people. He shouldn't. It's that time and time again, these 150 people down the street from us write special rules for themselves and leave you hanging out in the cold. That's it. It's rules for thee, but not for me. So the question, Rob, have you had a DUI? I have not. I haven't. Kevin hasn't. And to your point, we can't go into the state house without going through a metal detector. But the guy whose salary we're paying to be there is allowed to do that. And you're right. They get into this whole conversation with the student about feelings and, uh, you know, protection. It just sounds like he's showing off and he didn't have to do that. Bingo. He could have simply said... I'm carrying right now to protect myself. He didn't have to flash the students the gun to make them more nervous. They told him, we feel threatened. So what does he do? Shows the gun. He didn't have to do that. So what do you mean by carrying it? I'm I'm carrying it right now. See, and nothing about that makes me feel safe, though. I'm you sorry? telling, I'm saying nothing about someone carrying a gun makes me feel safe. It makes me okay, feel threatened. Okay, and that's what this is about. This feelings? is about feelings. Yes, okay, it people is. People that want to kill you don't care about your feelings. Though. Exactly, that's the problem. That's the problem. There's Okay, so he, and that is, in the middle of that is when he flashed mm-hmm. the weapon at these kids. Now, the conversation shouldn't be about whether these kids are right or wrong. They're ridiculous, but they're kids. And whether these moms demand action are right or wrong, they're ridiculous. They're adults. The point is, it's judgment. And this guy, whether it's, don't forget, long before the criminal stuff, remember when he took his social media account down because he posted the you know things that a lot of people thought were racist and totally inappropriate, and apparently he thought it was bad enough that he took his social media down. Then he comes back and he he does makes the statements that are apparently so egregious that he's got to go to the Holocaust Museum on some sort of apology tour. And then, of course, the criminal stuff. And now this. And it is just one bad judgment by this guy after another. And nothing ever happens to him. When he drove drunk, he blew through a barricade and he fled the scene. Not a single member of the Indiana General Assembly or a single member on the Republican side of the statewide office holders even condemned this guy. Mm-hmm. Remember when it was Curtis Hill, it was Holcomb and Connie Lawson and Bosma and the rest of the good time fun gang couldn't sprint to microphones fast enough to call on before... Curtis was never charged with anything, no ethics violations. Oh, he should resign. He should this. He should that. Nothing on Jim Lucas. And we said at the time, that is shame on Todd Houston, the Speaker of the House. Shame on Eric Holcomb. Shame on Rod Bray. Because you're, you are encouraging continued horrible judgment and bad behavior by this guy. Because what did he do? 
even if he didn't do anything legally wrong, he set the cause back. Daniel Elliott, who's a state treasurer, is going to be with us at the 10 o'clock hour. Daniel Elliott has a bill right now that would expand the amount of people who can carry inside the state house, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Do you think Jim Lucas's actions yesterday, Mr. Pro-2A guy, helped, helped or harmed yeah. what Daniel Elliott's trying to accomplish? Yeah, I mean, he took it to a whole new level, and there's so much discussion about trust in government, and these kids are there advocating for something, whether you agree with what they're advocating for or not. But do you honestly think they're going to stay involved? At this point, they're either going to stop or they're going to turn it up all the way, full max. And and I I hesitated because this is a big story because it's, again, people need to know who's making decisions over them and the sort of decisions they make. And Jim Lucas is one of those people. I was hesitant to even do the story, though, Casey, because Jim has proven time and again he gets off on publicity. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care if it's good publicity. He doesn't care if it's bad publicity. He doesn't care if his actions have harmed others. He doesn't care if his actions have harmed himself. He doesn't care if his actions have harmed the taxpayers. He doesn't care if his actions have harmed causes he claims to be for. So I was hesitant to even do the story because I know he will be happy that his name is being said, even if it was once again embarrassing himself and these causes. But people have a right to know who's making decisions over them. And the question for Rod and Todd, the Flanders boys, and High Tax Holcomb, and Todd Rokita, and the rest of the Indiana General Assembly and leadership over there on the Republican side, when is it enough with this guy? When will you condemn the actions of this guy who is a total buffoon? Is this okay with you? Maybe, they, maybe they're maybe they fine with it. Uh, he said that he thinks the whole thing is being blown out of proportion. But again, we go back to him doing this and you you're not allowed to. He's exempt. He can carry his gun into the state house. You cannot. He made the rule so that he was able to do that. I'm so glad you said that again because people people very clearly are listening to this program. We are not mad that Jim Lucas is allowed to have a gun inside the state house. We're mad because we're not exactly. allowed to have a gun in the state house. And we're very upset that a guy who is supposed to be one of the 2A leaders in this state doesn't seem to understand the concept of concealed carry, and he once again put himself above the causes and things he claims to be for. So uh, that's it. We'll, we'll, Daniel Elliott's going to be with us at 10.06. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the potential damage Jim did to what he's trying to do. SB 14. Yeah, to yeah. help help more people be able to carry inside the state house. And um, we'll, we'll touch on this throughout, throughout the day. These are the people who represent you. It is Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. you Here we go. He's going to Ohio a year late and after 130 days of vacation time, but it is now being reported that he's going to go. 22 minutes after nine with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Of course, we're talking about Joe Biden planning to visit East Palestine, Ohio next month to mark the one year anniversary of that toxic train derailment. Wait, how, how long has it been? A year. It, hap- <laughs> it happened February 3rd, 2023. Today is February 1st, 2024. What? Uh-huh. He's going to go. I know you're not lying to me because you're an incredibly honest person and you... Well, that's what they're telling me. 
I mean, I don't. They could be lying to me. No, but I mean, I, I'm not lying I'm to assuming, you about what they're telling me. I am assuming you got this from a legitimate news source, and you are certainly a great orator of the English language, and you are, as I've seen numerous times, capable of reading words as they're printed on the paper. So I am, I am, I have no reason to doubt mm-hmm. that they have said he's going to do this. Yeah, it is. He's lo- gonna. He's going to go assess the response. Assess what? Uh, it's been a year, right? <laughs> Is there anything left? I mean, don't they have the thing done by now? Uh, wasn't Donald Trump there within weeks? By yes. The way? I'm just bringing that up as a aside and aside. Uh, somebody, so okay, let's work through this. Somebody's sitting around the White House, and and they're like in some staff meeting. I don't know. Maybe that's where the cocaine gets left in the cubbies or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. But they're at some staff meeting, and somebody's sitting around going, "Hey." When was the Palestine thing? Mm-hmm. Like, when when did that train get derailed? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know, Fred. Uh, let me let me look it up here. Oh, it was February twenty third. We better go. Oh, that's one year anniversary. Yeah, uh, yeah. We should we should probably we should probably mark that anniversary and uh, you know see what's been going on out there. Uh, is isn't it weird that they're going to go in twenty twenty four? You know what else is happening in twenty twenty four? What? There's an election. Oh, that's right. Now Ohio is very likely no longer a swing state. I mean, the last couple elections, it's very much... In- well, didn't he make sure of that? Well, <laughs> yes, you're a good point there, Casey. But it's it's just like, what? Why? Na- why? I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to put it... I mean, even if you... It's horrible political strategy because now you're going to put the thing back on the map mm-hmm. and the story. Now, of course, the me, the mainstream national media will fawn all over it and he'll give some speech where he messes up people's names and he tells dead people to stand up and he asks where deceased people are. Mm-hmm. And they'll skip all over that and just talk about how compassionate Biden um, is and was. But the majority, you know, whether it's talk radio or podcasts or what if Fox News, they're going to they're going to talk about how, dude. You didn't go for a whole year. Well, he's a man of his word, Rob Kendall. He said he was going to go, and now he's going to go. Here's Karine Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary, uh, saying he's going to be there for them. I hear this, uh, say this over and over. You hear from the president over and over again because he wants to be make sure that he's there for this community. I have to go. He, he's there for that community. Did she I have to say I have to go at the end? I think that's yes, she did. She go. did. She she's telling you that the president is going to be there for that community a year late. I have to go, and then she has to go. So a reporter was asking if he's going to drink any of the water while he's there. And then next month, when the president is in East Palestine, will he drink the water there? I mean, look, what I can tell you is. <laughs> The president's focus has been to do everything that he can to support this community from day one. We get what's going on on the ground. We understand what's going on. That's why we've had the EPA. That's why we had DOT. That's why we had HHS. That's why we've had FEMA on the ground. Um, you know, this is not about some sort of like political stunt here. Mm-hmm. This is not about, this is not what this is about. No, it's not a political stunt. That he's going during an election year. She listed off of the EPA, the HHS. You know, she didn't list off was POTUS. POTUS is the one who hasn't Uh, been there. There's a famous episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns, the old man who runs the nuclear power plant, runs Mm -hmm. for governor. And (laughs) he's winning the race. He basically is buying the election. And he has to go to The Simpsons' house for dinner on this campaign stop and they're trying to do this like look at what a family you know how mr burns loves families etc and the plot throughout the thing is how his nuclear power plant dumps sewage into the river 
and these fish are growing multiple mm-hmm. eyes. Three-eyed fish. Yes, and so Lisa, the daughter who's this environmentalist, sneaks uh, a three-eyed fish into the pot and puts it on his plate, and then the challenge is, will he eat the three-eyed fish in front of the camera and he starts to eat it and then he spits it out and it derails his camp. This is it. The, yeah. w- the Simpsons get everything right. Have you ever noticed <laughs> how many things the Simpsons do that become real life things? It's very predictable. And this is this is another one. Somebody should give Joe Biden a tall glass of tap water mm-hmm. when he is in, uh, in, in Ohio and challenge him to drink the tap water. Yeah, it'll be like uh, Johnny Cash when he was at Folsom Prison with his brown water. So the mayor of East Palestine, Trent Conaway, he said that the best time for Biden to visit would be in February of 25 when he's on a book tour. <laughs> All right, it's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. We've got some new polling out on Biden and Trump, and there's a fight of brewing between Robert Kennedy Jr. and Trump, and we're going to get to that on the way from 93 WIBC. Really? Are we gonna- All day! Is that a thing? I guess. Yeah, Kevin be- decided. Why would you do that? Be careful what you wish for. Remember you said yesterday you want me to play the whole White Album mm-hmm. until... Uh, Casey admits that it's terrible. No, oh, no. Is that what you're actually doing? Dear Prudence. Yeah. It's a good one. Oh, then I guess I really don't have a leg to stand on with this, do I? <laughs> yeah. You no, actually I- called my bluff. <laughs> hey, by yeah. the way, did you email Jim Banks and ask him to come on our show? I, I did send an email. Okay. I'm just waiting for a response. All right. So, so now there is no... I mean, they listen. They've mm-hmm. made clear they listen multiple times that they hear our show. But now... There is no more we didn't know. Mm-hmm. So Jim Banks will come on Hammer and Nigel. He'll come on Tony. And we have extended the formal invitation to fake tough guy Jim Banks to come on our show and answer some questions. Hey, did you see that Jim Banks raised over $900,000 in the fourth quarter well, last year? Well, you kiss that Holcomb ring finger. Now, mm-hmm. remind me what we're talking about here. Jim Banks is running for U.S. Senate. He is very, very angry that he's going to have competition in the John form of Rust. John Rust. Yep. He's done everything in his power to try to prevent. It's not that he's saying once they're running against each other, hey, I have better ideas than John Rust, and here's where John Rust comes up short, and here's John Rust's business practices or whatever that mean he's not fit for office. It's not any of that. That's all fair game in forms of a campaign, and I have no problem with that whatsoever. It's the obsession by Jim Banks and the Republicans to keep anyone from running for public office and take out the name John Rust and put it. There's a good chance if you're listening to this, take out the name John Rust and put your name in there because there's a great chance 80% of the state right now, and this came out in this in this court hearing, is ineligible to run for public office. Jim Banks doesn't want you running for public office, and it is super weird how a guy who claims he fought for this country and for freedom and liberty is dead set on you not having the freedom and liberty to run for public office. I think it's really interesting that his average online donation was $19.30. Well, like, look, if you're going to donate, why wouldn't you just round that up to well, 20 Well, it's fine. Everybody can donate. Yeah, <laughs> good point. You can donate what you want, but I just thought that was an interesting it, number, $19.30. And, and we've laid this out before, that my issue with Jim, and there was a time where I thought Jim was a pretty good guy. I used to have him on our very show, which is weird. He won't come on the show now because he used to come on all the time when I would be hosting or, or guest hosting. Um, I don't know what changed, but my issue with Jim is that he very clearly decided that elevating himself and his own power mattered more than you, the people. And he has, over the past year and a half, taken multiple positions 
and aligned himself with multiple people that are in direct contrast to the Jim Banks that I knew and used to come on with me and the things he used to espouse before. And it's clear the only logical explanation why Jim Banks would get in bed with people like Kevin McCarthy and Eric Holcomb and Kyle Hupfer, because keep in mind, Holcomb and Hupfer state party, so it's Holcomb and Hupfer, now Holcomb and Hathaway, have endorsed Jim Banks. They put mm-hmm. their formal stamp of approval on this guy. And so to Jim Banks becoming, elevating himself, becoming a U.S. senator, because remember, he failed at House leadership. He tried to be in House leadership. He was resoundingly rejected by his colleagues. And then everything changes more and more than, than standing up for you. And it brings us to this thing that Banks is doing now where apparently Nikki Haley is going to come up short mm-hmm. in the signatures yep. necessary to get on the ballot in Indiana. And we've, yep. ta- we've talked about this many times. There's this horrible law in Indiana, again, designed to keep unders- undesirables from running, where you have to get 4,500 verified signatures in all nine congressional districts in order to even be able to run for president, senator, or governor. And it appears that Nikki Haley, like many, many people... She didn't get the signatures. Yeah, and and I talked to Abdul during the break. They're still counting. They're still... Nikki Haley's people have objected to this. But Jim Banks sends out this weird na-na-na-na-na-na tweet, and it's like, dude, you're... You hate the idea of anyone having competition. Whether you like Donald Trump or you don't, everyone should want Donald Trump to have competition because it would make him a better candidate. The same way as everyone should want Jim Banks or the governor candidates mm-hmm. or whoever to have competition because we should want debates. We should want uh, you know engagement. We should want people on the radio. We should want all of these conversations to be taking place because that's how we hold people accountable. And Jim Banks keeps acting like a five-year-old when it comes to people being on the ballot, being able to run for public office. So he tweeted out that Donald Trump is the only candidate who qualified in the Indiana GOP presidential primary. And then he said, Nikki Haley didn't get enough signatures. It's over. She needs to do what's best for America and call it quits. And then he goes on to say, Indiana is Trump country. And I'm proud to have in, to have his endorsement in my race for the U.S. Senate. Now, that's why he's doing the nana nana boo boo, because they've endorsed one another. Doesn't matter, Casey. Shouldn't his tweet have been... Nikki Haley, it appears, has come up short, which means Donald Trump will, you know, win Indiana, which he would have anyway. But shouldn't, if a guy really loves liberty and freedom, and the guy, which is what he claims he fought for, shouldn't the tweet be, hey, Indiana's election laws really need review. I'm glad John Rust won in the court. I look forward to, uh, to a robust campaign and defeating him. But we need more people running for public office. And this is really a hint. Our election laws are really a hindrance to people running for public office. And as your next U.S. Senator, I will fight for and encourage the General Assembly to change these election laws that allow more people to be able to engage in the political process. It is very much like he's marking his territory. But then he went on to say that he's honored to drop off President Trump's signatures at the Secretary of State's office to make his victory in Indiana official. Well, I, boy, wouldn't we like to know what time that's going to oh, happen? Oh, my because goodness. isn't that a combo you'd love to hang out well, with? Well, you know, uh, well, <laughs> Donald Trump is not going to be there ha- handing No, out I the- mean Jim Banks oh. dropping off the signatures to Diego Morales. Well, yeah, yeah. So, uh, again, I, I, during this full circle, it is just very strange to me, this obsession by these Republicans who absolutely do not want competition. So to Jim Banks, if John Rust is this easily disposable guy, which you claim he is, 
why not have the debate and beat him and then you roll into the general election? Hey, we want 70% of the vote. People love us. They love our ideas. If Nikki Haley is so beatable and Donald Trump is so popular here, which he probably is, why wouldn't you want that victory and go, look at how many people support? It is, um, you have to get rid of the names of the candidates, in this case, Rust and Haley, and you have to put your own name in there because what they're saying is we don't want you being a part of our club. Well, Donald Trump said he is by far the most radical left person running for office, maybe ever. By the way, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Your boyfriend. That's your boyfriend. uh, Donald Trump is talking about Robert Kennedy Jr. He said he's the most radical left person running for office. So these two are starting to go at it. They seem to be on friendlier terms in the past, but now gloves are coming off because Robert Kennedy Jr. replied by saying radical is shutting down the country with no due process, pushing Operation Warp Speed on an experimental pharmaceutical product and giving Dr. Fauci a presidential commendation. So you know, I mean, and this is what we have talked about with Trump, the the dealio with Donald Trump, and this is, again... He's he he is he does not want to battle on ideas, and this is going to hurt him as you get closer to the general election because the middle of the road people are not interested in Twitter, they're not interested in name calling, they're not interested in all this. They're interested in ideas and explanations. And Trump's default when someone challenges him is it's nicknames, it's belittling, it's there's no excuse for what Trump did during COVID. And Robert F. Kennedy Jr., while Trump is right, is a total lunatic on the environment and some other issues he's a hundred percent right about pointing out the colossal failures of the federal and state governments during covid and this is a huge concern to me casey the fact that trump is still not taking ownership of the mistakes he made during covid tells me he will do it again and when he does it again it'll be the exact same standoffish approach i mean this is what i've been trying to tell everybody trump there is no contrition from trump there is no i've learned from this from trump there is no you know what he's right about this and we made a mistake and here's what we do to do differently it's just default okay a bazooka to a gunfight approach from Donald Trump, which means he will do it again. So Robert Kennedy Jr. says that he looks forward to debating their different records. Maybe this will come up in September in Texas because the first presidential debate has been earmarked for what is it september 16th i know that sounds like it's a long time away but it's not we are in officially election season for the president of this country here's what's going to be great about this this year is for the first time since 1996 i think it's 96 I know Perot definitely qualified in 92. I can't remember if he qualified in 96 or not because I don't think he did quite as well as he did in 92. There will be a third person on this debate stage Mm -hmm. to try to hold these two tired old party people accountable. And everybody should be excited about that because there will be more than the parroted talking points. And you might actually get a better conversation if you have – just not two guys sniping at each other. Those debates between Trump and Biden, whoever you were for, they were a joke. They were a disaster. It was these two guys barking at each other, talking over each other. You got no public policy. Um, it probably actually cost Trump a lot of votes because that first debate, he behaved like a, a madman during mm-hmm. those debates. And it may actually help Trump because he'll be forced to let Biden talk more, hopefully, which is what he should want is for Biden to keep talking although it may help biden because that means with kennedy there he might have to talk less doesn't matter 
this is going to be great if Robert F. Kennedy Jr. can qualify for these debates because we need more people engaging in the political process and we need more ideas center stage in our national discussion. So this debate is going to happen at Texas State University and it takes place in September. All right, we've got a couple interviews that we need to promote coming up. Uh, the first one, we're going to talk with Jim Merritt on the way and we're going to get into what happened at the State House yesterday yeah. with Jim Lucas. And then at 10 o'clock, we have the State Treasurer who's going to be in here, Dan Elliott. Yeah, and he's got a bill to try yep. to to try to help more people carry the state house and Lucas probably screwed him on that. Those are on the way from 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's here. And oh, look who it is. It's, Good morning. It's time to judge those underachievers down the street from us in West Washington <laughs> Street. And boy, we brought in an expert. We do it each week. He spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate. He knows how incompetent these people are. The great Jim Merritt. Hello. Good morning. All right. So let's start uh, how we started our show today. Our old palsky Jim Lucas mm. back in the Back in the news, he flashed the firearm at the kids. And I'll tell you what, Merritt, I've never seen you as angry as I did this morning on State House Happenings. It was like watching Ned Flanders get upset. <laughs> you are mad at Jim Lucas. I'm very upset about this. I, I, I believe that many legislators throughout the three decades I was there go out to fourth grade classes and talk about the great things about the state house and invite them into the state house. We go, I, I went on college campuses, Katie, Casey, and to um, encourage kids to come intern. We have a page program. They have a page program. You want people to feel comfortable in the state house. Mm -hmm. and, and what Jim Lucas did was uh, gloating unconcealing his weapon mm -hmm. and and i believe casey he should resign because of this yes i do okay. I, I think this is beyond the pall i think that that the the idea of a, a, a gracious legislator which he is not to show a weapon to kids coming to the state house regardless of what they're doing it is he should be ostracized. This Speaker Houston should speak out on this. The legislature ought to resolve that he should not be in the legislature. And and this is this is really has me upset. And he should go. This you know everything that he's done before. Nobody tells him no. Mm -hmm. Well, those students are nervous and scared about school shootings, and I think. The big question here is, why can he have a gun if nobody else can? What makes him above everybody else? And uh, we're paying his salary. If anybody should be able to have a gun in the state house, it's the people that put them there. Well, regardless, you know, it, somebody's going to come off the elevator at one point, and he's going to be sitting in a chair cleaning his gun. Mm. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> but she, it's a great point, though, Jim. Yes, it, yes, it, 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 it is me, a great to, point. To me, it is the issue. Jim Lucas drove drunk, and he's admitted he did this. He drove drunk, he blew through a barricade, he fled the scene. We can add on to that. He didn't admit this, but he was clearly trying to mislead the cops when they tracked him down. So by the criminal standards of our state, Jim Lucas has something we don't, which is a record, and yet in the state house, as Casey pointed out, because the law is written, the lawmakers write the laws, he's allowed to have a gun in there and flash a gun at a bunch of kids, mm-hmm. and if we did it, it would be... Well, go- we wouldn't get past security. Right. We have to go through a metal but, detector. But if somehow we did, it would be go directly to jail, do not pass go, do not collect $200. That, to me, is the biggest issue of all of this, besides Lucas being a, a buffoon, which everybody knows, is how corrupt these laws are. Well, it, it's unfair, and it's untoward, and it's ugly in so many different ways. Well, the thing that I... The, the, the point, lack of compassion? Is that what bothers you the most? No, it's, 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 the, it's the blinders that uh, mm-hmm. legislators have yeah. on. And, but but it, it goes back to the trust. Uh, Casey, trust in government is at an all-time low. They believe, people believe that government has lied to them so many times mm-hmm. that, that an issue like this or tragedy like this just adds on to the the problems that are in government today and and right now it's the face of jim lucas okay so you bring up a trust issue and i liken this to there are not many things in life that i won't try once go on eating bugs is one and um you know holding snakes and tarantulas i'm just not gonna do it you can try and talk to me about how friendly and wonderful they are it's not gonna happen i think in a way can i just stop you for a second i think our audience got very focused when you said you'll try anything once (laughs) (laughs) but if you were to take a tarantula or a snake and forcibly throw it in my face intentionally trying to make me nervous i would not trust you i would not want to be around you that's exactly what those students were at the state house to say hey guns make us nervous and what did he do he took the tarantula out and put it in their face now i know he's saying i didn't take it out of the holster i didn't even touch it it doesn't make it doesn't make it any felt threatened they did they felt threatened and he should have known better Mm -hmm. than to do that he could have stated well i'm carrying right now he didn't have to prove it yeah perfect that's spot on well just think about i've got grandchildren do i want my grandchildren to go to the state house now the, the, the whole idea. No, you might be charged with child abuse if you let your grandkids around those people these yeah, days. Yeah, right now the face of the legislature legislature is Jim Lucas. It's the wrong approach, and it, it just it it just adds to the lack of trust in government. It, Jim Merritt's our guest. I mean, to cut you off. I just we're talking about this another. It's another month, and it's another debacle involving Jim Lucas. Here's the problem with this, and we saw it during the DUI stuff. You can't shame the guy because he has no shame. He will be excited at how often he's hearing his yeah. name and, and reading his name. And he's going to get away with it. Yes. Yes. Right. And, and That's the shame. He's shameful. So the question to you, because you worked in the statehouse around these people, why, when the DUI thing happened, because when it was Curtis Hill, who was never charged with anything, much less convicted or pled guilty to anything, it was Holcomb and the rest of the party apparatus sprinting to the nearest microphone to condemn the guy and, you know, et cetera. Todd Houston did nothing. Eric Holcomb did nothing. Rod Bray did nothing. What? Why? They emboldened this guy to embarrass them and make, even if they didn't care at all that he got a DUI and fled the scene, 
He makes their life more difficult. I think that's why I'm so upset this morning, is the institution of government, the institution of the Indiana General Assembly right now is stained. And and many of us have worked over time uh, to make government useful and, 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 and a happy place. And this... Uh, when people hear about this, it just it's a pox on all the houses and and it just makes you upset that many people are trying to do good work down Market Street from here and it just it gets it gets waylaid. There's a song that keeps going on over and over in my head when I think of this. And are you going to sing? It's a, now you're just showing off. <laughs> and that's what it is to me. He's showing off that he is lording over them. They're expressing their concern about gun. Now, I'm supporting 2A all the way. But what makes him... I've never had a DUI. Uh, according to Guy Relford... I'm a pretty good shot, maybe better than him, mm-hmm. but yet I'm not allowed to have a gun in the state house, and that guy is, and he's showing it off to these students who express that they're nervous. Now, are their feelings valid? I don't know, but the way he handled the entire situation was wrong. Well, it, it goes back to he's kind of get away with it, and and I I, I the, the the fella needs to resign, and and. You know, probably win re-election. It's just very frustrating to me that somebody can get away with this or do it in the first place and and think it's okay. Mm-hmm. It is not okay. These kids will never come back to the state house. They have parents. They have friends. You're probably talking about 50 people now that think, "Geez, they don't. They really don't. They, they really don't know what they're doing at the state house." And and people, there are met plenty of people in those 150. They're doing very well. They are doing the people's work. And right now. Nobody trusts them. Uh, but hey, before I let you go, you had an epiphany on State House Happenings today, and I wanted to give you a bunch of credit. I feel like the scene in the Blues Brothers where Cleophas <laughs> James is shouting, do you see the light? Do you see the light? Uh, we were we were talking about the signatures are coming due. Obviously, uh, this drama with uh, Jim Banks taking a victory lap that Nikki Haley couldn't get on the ballot. Another story for another time, because we're running short on time, that Jim Jim Banks has this weird obsession now with keeping people from running for public office, which is weird. But the governor's signatures are, are coming due, the governor's candidates and then the Senate candidates and their signatures. And you've said, I, I've i seen enough. Oh, it's time to change I, the, the ballot I have, access I have laws. changed my mind. I was Marion County Republican chairman, and, and I always believe that the signatures, the system that we have of... Um, of nominating a member of Congress can, can, candidate or a U.S. Senate or governor. I've always thought the primary was the right way. I believe the legislature ought to act and we ought to go to a to a convention style nominating for those offices. I, I, I think it's the right way to do it. I, <clears throat> and the, the party can afford it themselves rather than the populace in total and uh, leave primaries to down ballot. And, and, and make make that a local situation with primaries. Uh, Casey, I think it's important that we go to the to a convention style mm-hmm. where the where the parties can can have better control over candidates. We welcome nominate. you. We welcome you to our team, Jim. And we're so we find you to be a valued member of the club now, Jim. We really we welcome you to our and team. And maybe I'll run again sometime. Perfect. Uh-huh. I love that. Uh, and, well, and since you're in the club, your dues are uh, we're expecting hey, your dues. Find him over on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Merit in the morning. Uh, just uh, fabulous, 
podcast each week from the uh, the Cafe Audrey, and then you find him on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt. Uh, Jim Merritt, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.